Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well... For a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand-name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and ten blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop-up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. I know karate, I know jiu-jitsu, I drive like a gay, so when I'm coming to see you, see you. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the big one bedding. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Saturday night. This is our every other Saturday night foray into the strange, the unusual, the unexplainable, known as Juxtaposition, live right here on KLRN Radio. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing things on our off weeks to help cover like the Christmas special that we're doing next Friday and 
than not having to worry about everybody having to be here on Christmas Eve because I'll be in my aunt's house. <laughs> and then, so yeah, we've 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 decided we're flipping things around. So this is normally our off week. So for the next couple uh, for this Saturday and then the following, not the next Saturday, but the following Saturday, we'll be doing juxtapositions. Then, which unfortunately means we'll be doing one back to back at some point again. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's fine. But it is what it is. So anyway, we are live. So if you missed the if you missed the replay last night. Um, we did kind of an overview episode of the Golden Circle and also the kind of unnamed secret society that was kind of helping push things along in the north regarding the Civil War. So tonight we're going to be taking more of a deep look at uh, both uh, the Golden Circle, eventually what became known as the Knights of the Golden Circle, uh, their involvement in the Lincoln assassination, some of the things you may have not heard about Abraham Lincoln or some of the things that history didn't teach you. Like the Emancipation Proclamation didn't do exactly what anybody thought it did. We'll be getting into that at some point later. Um, because, yeah, it was, it was already pretty much done. Um, but that's a story. That, we'll get to that later tonight if we have time. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we're, we're continuing our deep dive into um, secret societies, their involvement in shaping of America as a whole, and uh, their continued involvement through pretty much every aspect of our history. Um, this is only part two of, at last count, what will probably be pretty close to at least a six or seven part thing. So we've already just kind of decided we're going to do our regular stuff that we always do. And then every so often we're just going to be like, okay, time to come back to this one. Um, because, yeah, it's going it, to, it's, it's just everywhere. Um, at some point we'll be uh, diving into who and why and and when they decided to tie all the world's economies together and why they decided they needed to do that, because that has some involvement in some of the stuff that has led us to where we are today, which is what started all of this foray. Um, also, there's some involvement in Martin Luther King's death as well as JFK's death. So uh, there's uh, Secret Society's involvement in World War One, World War II. I mean, they're just everywhere. So uh, we're just kind of kind of be going through things kind of chrono in chronological order, um, taking them piece by piece. Uh, this one actually through our good friend and my co-host Cody for a loop because he started looking at all the stuff. He's like, um, "What what are we talking about tonight?" <laughs> I said, "I promise, I promise, <laughs> well, it'll it'll all make no, sense." I, <laughs> I knew we I, I I knew what we were talking about is because you had mentioned earlier in the week. I said, "Hey, I already did all the research for all this. I'm just gonna." Uh, I'll drop it on you. And when you were dropping it through me, I was going through it all. I'm like, okay, that's historically cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, how are we tying it all together? And you missed a couple links. So that was like, oh, okay. Suddenly, look at the big brain on Rick. By the way, hi. How you doing? Oh, by the way, before we get too much further, since we didn't do it before, somebody should probably drop a disclaimer. <laughs> the following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Also, also big. Okay. And it could also contain ranting about a certain Amish that got suspended. Well, not, not, I not, didn't not suspended. Suspend. Okay. Twin so, mode. Hang on. Okay. No, I, I want to clarify this for the people who are listening right now. Um, the reason I did what I did was twofold. I got put into Twitmo for seven days, which now is a hard Twitmo that you can't even really appeal anymore. And also, they say you can still DM. That's a lie. You can't. So um, – it's basically a suspension for short term, and I figure since some people were hard suspended, their, their accounts completely nuked, but only for 18 hours. Um, 
and half of them came back onto Twitter anyway with their dog rescue accounts and shit like that. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I've got this account that I had been holding on to since 2017 that I had strictly used for when I would be suspended during other times. So that way I could still communicate with you and Fu and the other co-hosts, KRN and everything that I would be doing shows while I was in suspension trying to do it the right way. Um, Musk recently said that he is going to be purging all inactive accounts. And since this account had never tweeted in five years, I decided I'd better activate it. So I'm currently running two accounts, but one is in Twitmo right now. Because I'll be damned if I'm going to spend Christmas week in Twitmo. <laughs> the irony is you got put in Twitmo the day after I got out of Facebook jail. Right. <laughs> Face jail. Yeah, I, I I talked about this a little bit with Aggie last night. Um, <laughs> there was a there was one of the crying girl memes. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's got the brunette chick, mm-hmm. tears streaming down her face, hands over her face, and it had the caption, "What the, this is what your face looks like when you've lost your remote and your TV stuck on CNN." So I was just like, "Shoot it and buy another one." Apparently, sarcasm is frowned upon in Facebookville because I was instantly put in Facebook jail. <laughs> Like, like the second after I typed it, this comment violates our policies against both inciting of harm and inciting of vandalism. I'm like, it's fucking sarcasm, Becky. It's fucking sarcasm. No, 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 that's fair. (sighs) By the way, so we we were talking about it before the show, too. We are trying to transition. I mean, we have started a new Discord server, and we are trying to, um, you know, transition using that for our hosts and everything and we were supposed to practice we were supposed to be doing on discord tonight but one of the cool things and i keep you know talking about a lot of the cool things with discord currently right now jeff is listening to us through the website he's piping it through his discord as him and his executive producer his son are playing civ so uh that's you know kind of those cool things that you can technology allows for so anyway hey ep thanks for listening tonight Nice. Multitasking is awesome. (laughs) Right? Plus, you know, so. Anyway, previously on Juxtaposition, um, if you weren't, if you didn't hear last night's rebroadcast when we originally did it, the Knights of the Golden Circle, which I call them the Golden Triangle because it sounded really cool, but I mistakenly did that because Golden Circle sounds like Golden Corral, which is just a buffet chain. So, anyway, um, Golden Circle was an order that was trying to... They were the real force behind um, the Confederacy and secession at the time. And the reason why they're called the Golden Circle was their plan was after secession, they would move the capital of the Confederacy to Havana, Cuba, and they would create the Confederate states around Central and South America and Southern North America in a circle from Havana. So that would it would incorporate almost all of Mexico, almost all of Central America and northern Brazil, all of the Caribbean and the southern states as well. So that's where this order got its name. And the, as I said they were secessionists, but they were also involved in the Mexican Revolution. They were kind of like how in the during the Cold War the CIA was always setting up um little proxy wars with Russia throughout all of Central and South America and Asia to try to um, topple them for governments that would be um, pro-USA, pro-democracy, pro-capitalism. 
uh, Knights of the Golden Circle was doing this early, and this is kind of how they tied in later in history, uh, was doing this to topple the governments to make them a sympathetic or puppet states of the Confederacy. Now, not to skip ahead too far, but uh, what if I told you that some of the research that we're about to drop in one of the much, much later episodes of this chain ties the CIA to the Golden Circle? Oh, it doesn't surprise me at all, because, I mean, that's the CIA um, spawned out of the uh, OSS during World War II, which spawned... It, yes, there is a long history of that, and even with the FBI as well. And all secret societies have secret police. All secret police end up being intelligence agencies, or start out being intelligence agencies. But so the part we're going to be looking at, looking at tonight is specifically... Some of the things that you may not have known about the Civil War, because everybody knows that the Civil War, in, in some aspects, both sides basically used slavery as the propaganda reason why they wanted to basically go to war with the other. The thing that nobody really talks about, though, is if you look at the history, slavery was already on the way out the door. That's the part nobody really talks about. In America, it was already on the way out the door. The North had already start, started to modernize. The, 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 the automation era was upon us in a lot of ways. And it, it was already on the way out the door, which is part of the reason why the Golden Circle was wanting to shift further south into places where they didn't have the technology yet, because that would have allowed them to continue the way of life that they were used to. So, so a lot of this was twofold. And if, if, don't forget, if you if you missed out on the first episode, the Golden Circle originally did not want to secede. They were trying to bring the whole country around to their way of thinking and basically annex Mexico and just move on about our business and make the one big old, almost, United States of North America. That didn't work, so that's when they started pushing for the idea of secession. Well, along the way, they started putting bugs in people's ears is a term they like to use to basically, well, you know... The, the, the North is trying to affect your way of life. And the thing about it is they really were. Because if you look at the history, the North was terrifying the hell out of the South. Well, sure. And, you know, that's... And, and, you know, the Missouri Compromise had already been hammered out. And as you say, you know, slavery was kind of on its way out. Yes, it was still in the agri-centers of the South, but even in the cities, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even then, some, not so much. Um, but it was really a fight for the Western states on whether they were going to be slave states or not. You know, and that was you know, the... Um, that was also an episode. I mean, one of the things that we talked about, I mean, in my area of California... 
is you know, there's a joke that there's two mining camps. One of them was sympathetic to the South. One of them was sympathetic to the North. And they named themselves their mining camps after a battle between two of the warships <laughs> that took place on the, I mean, that's, and, and that, you know, it was just kind of like, and even though they, they, they were, they had no animosity towards each other, they were just sympathetic. You know, it's kind of like rooting for a football team, but um, it was kind of how it was looked at this far w- West in many instances, but it was still kind of it, it was shooting for what the soul of the West was going to be, whether if it was going to, they were going to be slave states, whether they were going to be free states. So then, as this is all building up, Lincoln is basically you know starting to do you know and do and say all the right things to get the North motivated to actually. And his goal ultimately is to, is to either keep the country united or to reunite the country. At least that's what everybody says on paper. But there's a lot of things that you don't know about Lincoln, like the fact that if Lincoln had remained in power, his plan, now he wasn't going to forcibly do it. A lot of people like to say that he was going to forcibly do it. But with permission, he planned on relocating any freed African-American back to Africa. That that was his plan. He, he, he said he didn't really feel like they could be integrated well into our society, so he wanted to give the, the option for as many that wanted to leave the ability to leave. Now, that was one of the that was actually one of the reasons why I think the Golden Circle eventually had him taken out, and uh, we'll get to that later. Well, there was also <laughs> the colonial plan of his too, where and they actually uh, he made an attempt with it, and it failed so miserably that it was never spoken of again. And um, you know, one of the uh, uh, one of his projects was, was after the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, he contracted with a Florida cotton planter and their agreement was to set up, um, a colony down on, uh, Illa de Vecher, Cal Island. And it's a small island out Southwest of Haiti. And so they set up, he got Congress to, um, agree to, you know, uh, fund it. And they sent, okay, you know what? We're going to send, um, a small colony down there to get it started. And they sent about 300 emancipated slaves down there to get it going. And 10% of them died from smallpox on the way they get down there. And the Island is just infested. And it's not anything that it was sold to be. And the follow-up ship that was supposed to come along that had all the building supplies for them to build the colony never even left port. So, the 270 remaining emancipated slaves suffered down there for six months, and it was horrendous conditions. There was barely any food. It was just terrible. When they finally got saved later the next year and came back, when Clinton, when Lincoln got reports of it, he never spoke of the plan to um, to colonize or ship the uh, to. He forwent his plans of non-integration of the emancipated slaves. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so to to keep going with what we're uh, what we've been talking about, just to make sure everybody's on the same page, one of the one of the biggest things that nobody talks about regarding the Civil War was the change or the change in focus on states' rights, because that's actually one of the biggest things that was on the table next to slavery. 
in the Civil War was states' rights, and that was actually the second biggest reason why, when most of the people were asked in the South why they were going to war with the North, most of them didn't really mention slavery. They they mentioned the fact that they felt like the North was trying to take away their ability to govern and run their own lives. And and again, I'm not necessarily faulting faulting Lincoln. Lincoln did what he thought he had to do to bring the entire country back together. But what nobody really thought about at the time is the only way to do that was to basically centralize almost everything. This was the beginning of the end of states' rights in this country. We talk about the Tenth Amendment all day, every day. It's still in the Constitution, but it doesn't really apply the same way that it did back then. Because we now have, we now have this central behemoth that is our federal government. The Civil War was the beginning of that shift. Nobody talks about that part of it. And I understand why Lincoln did it. He had to. Basically, for the first... While we were dealing with the Civil War, dude had to, to basically rule with an iron fist. Hell, he suspended the Constitution. Yeah, he suspended habeas corpus. I mean, he, he, just, he just basically said, okay, basically, it's, I mean, that, that's as close to... I mean, that's basically declaring martial law almost. You know what I found interesting was you know in what you were just talking about too is you know one of the sources we were studying for this is uh, PBS for them to actually acknowledge that states' rights was part of the reason for the Civil War is huge for them because that's always just been a racist canard. It's oh you're just trying to deflect from the slavery you goddamn racist had nothing to do with states' rights. Oh no, the key issue was states' rights, and so I'm I'm just amazed that that's actually the start of the third paragraph in an in a PBS um, yeah resource. But (laughs) but no, that's actually why I shared that as a source because I've I've been waiting. I'm waiting for you know when somebody goes back and listens to all this. Be like, oh, you're just a bunch of racists, really. So I guess PBS is racist too, then. Oh, yeah, <laughs> because that's where we. I mean, so, but I mean, that's the thing, and we say this all the time. It doesn't matter what part of history you're looking at. The people that win the wars are the ones that write history. So it's not surprising that pretty much anything that that, that was disagreed with at the time was demonized. We act like that's new. It's not. That's that's always been how things are. It's different now because it's in our face constantly, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, if we let it be, because of the way technology is. But that's not a new thing. The victor has always written history. And that's why, for the longest time, a lot of the real truth about what was going on with the Civil War didn't ever get told because they didn't they didn't feel it needed to be told because everybody just everybody just needed the Occam's razor version. Sure. Which is well, no, you got to keep it simple. I mean, you, okay, most of us first learn about the Civil War in elementary school. You know, in basic, you know, when they're just trying to get you to wrap your brain around history. Um, so they have to make it simple and digestible. The thing is, is that as education has progressed, the they, they still have to, they 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 keep that part simple and digestible as well. Oh, it was all about slaves. Yeah. Okay, if that helps you, and that's why they they and don't I mean, understand the because compromising. Anyway, but I mean, so but that's the whole thing though is is acknowledging that slavery was on the way out the door, and that it was just as much about states' rights as anything else. Doesn't minimize anything that he, anyone did during that period. But nobody wants to talk about that part because the Civil War, ending in the way that it did, 
with the North winning was what led to the centralization of our federal government. Because you have to sure. remember, b- before the Civil War, it was prim- primarily still referred to as the general government. We didn't even know what a well, federal was government was. Well, it was referred to as the United States of the Americas. Well, it was, not... it was these United States of America. Yeah, not... Yeah. Anyway, so... And, and that's because pre-Civil War, it was more of a loose federation of states that had come together for three common purposes. Everything else was handled at the state level. Interstate commerce was handled through the general government. So was uh, war and basically interstate tra- it was trade between the states. Everything else was handled at the state level. Anarchy. Exactly. <laughs> But the thing about okay. it, but the so, thi- well, I mean, th- before we go too much further, the thing about it is, from the very beginning of the founding of this country, there were people that didn't like the idea of having a minarchy. And some of these people have, throughout history, managed to get a foothold. Correct. So, enter... Okay, so you've got the... We were now, we've now gotten into the war. And you have the Knights of the Golden Circle saying, oh, well, and we talked about this in the last one. They were conducting piracy off California. They were um, being a general pain in the ass. And as the war was winding down, they realized we've got to start keistering some of this money. So that way, you know, the old saying, the South will rise again. Um, That was a, a... KGC thing because they were they they were hiding money in Canada they were hiding money out in California you know we talked about how these caches keep getting found in the strangest of places that um, oh look at all this Confederate money that you know was in a tin kit you know, the the idea was like get it out of the South let Reconstruction happen then flood it in again and use the money to buy the power to let the South rise again so as the war as we were progressing through the war. Lincoln changes his vice president. He's, he sees the war is ending, and he needs to hand out an olive branch to the Democrats. And you know, even though Tennessee was never really a southern state, um, he, he went with Andrew Johnson as his running mate for vice president. Um, and boy, did that complicate things. Dude, <laughs> Andrew Johnson may not have actually been a Knights of the Golden Circle by title, but he espoused everything they believed in. So it was like yeah. the weirdest choice for for Lincoln to make, in my opinion. <laughs> well, as and in researching this, as I was researching more about Andrew Johnson, you know, uh, it kept bringing me back to things we said about another president, is if he was a member of the, you know, if he was a member of the Knights of the Golden Circle, what would he have done differently? And it's absolutely fucking nothing. So... <laughs> Before we get into Johnson, we have what happens to theory versus practice. And we talked about this a little bit in the last one on this topic, too, is that you have John Wilkes Booth, who actually is a member of the Knights of the Golden Circle. Um, And he, aside from being a famous actor, um, he was also quite the ladies' man. In fact, when he was found and shot and killed, he had a picture of five different pictures of five different women in his diary one of them was actually lincoln's the niece of lincoln's ambassador to spain and he had been sleeping with all of these women and many more um 
I don't know why I found that fascinating, but I did. So we all know Booth and his conspirators killed Lincoln, bringing in Andrew Johnson as president. But now you're starting to see maybe why, because everybody's kind of wondered, you know, with as popular as Lincoln was, why the assassination? And because nobody's really talked about it, because, you know, the other side won, nobody really talks about the, the Golden Circle and how pissed off they were that their plans got thwarted. Um, but we should probably talk about that when we come back, because we're already hitting the break. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Who is visiting women behind the circle? Okay, good one. <laughs> Call the Golden Circle. Nice, yeah. Outstanding. Wait, wouldn't that be the Golden Circle K? Yes, the Golden Circle. The Circle K in heaven. All right, we're just going to use the bumper to go to break because even I got caught flat, but we do need to take one. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000... You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Or more on taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Ride with sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring of '25, but I am still alive. Welcome back I in to Juxtaposition, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Woody, was the opening of that song about a relative of yours? <laughs> um, they all are. This one kind of sounded like some, some shenanigans by Circle K in the Old West. 
Alright, anyway, welcome back into the program, ladies and gentlemen. Juxtaposition coming at you live right here on KLI Radio. Already into the second half of the show. Dude, I don't even know where the first half went. So, was like, yeah, I, I mean, it's like we're, we're touching on some things. Giggity. And, you know, we're bringing people up to speed. And we, we barely even make it into Lincoln's assassination. And um, John Wilkes Booth. And holy shit. We still got content. Uh, it's, it's it's like it always is though. We always when we the the funny thing is like there's some there's some shows where we drop like ten and twelve links and it's not enough, and then there's other shows where we drop three, four, five, or six, and we're like, there's, that's not going to be enough, and then it's like, holy crap, it's more than we have time for. <laughs> right. But anyway, so before the break, we really just did start getting into John Wilkes Booth, and unlike the vice president after Lincoln was assassinated, he actually was a card carrying member of. The Knights of the Golden Circle, um, which I think is probably one of the reasons why they tapped him to assassinate Lincoln. Because since Lincoln had, by that point, picked someone that was more sympathetic to the th- the ways they actually wanted the country run, I-, I think they found a way to basically keep themselves at least involved in some way. Because even though Johnson wasn't a card-carrying member... You can't tell me that a couple of people inside that circle didn't have his ear somewhere. For him for him to basically be carrying their pamphlets without carrying their pamphlets, somebody had his ear. There's no way around it. Yeah, so, and, you know, and then it's like I said, you know, where you have, you know, with um, Booth, you have theory going into practice and effect. Where you, theory of the KGC was... Um, Bickley. He's the one he was one of the founders of it and it started in Columbus, Ohio. And he was one of the founders of KGC. He came up with their whole roadmap. And then John Wilkes Booth, you have that roadmap roadmap in practice, the assassination of Lincoln. So unfortunately, the effect of that and fortunately, unfortunately, depending upon your point of view for the KGC, it was unfortunately, you have the most predictable thing of all outcomes, a martyr president. Yeah. And I don't... So so here's the thing. There are two schools of thoughts here. This is either a, a basically a sanctioned, sanctioned assassination by the KGC, or it is John Wilkes Booth, who is a card-carrying member of the KGC, going rogue and doing what he thinks needs to be done. Now, based on the outcome, I'm more inclined to believe that it was the second one, but you never, you, you don't really know, because there could have been somebody inside the organization that said, "Hey, with with Johnson being tapped at this point and him being installed, if we can get rid of this guy, there's a good chance we can keep steering things at least part of the way back to the way that we want them." And and I think that may have played a role in it. Now, whether that was, because to to be honest, the, historically there are still some questions about how involved uh, Booth was with the KGC. He was either a member or basically just somebody that espoused their ideas. And depending on who, I, depending on what you read, you're, you're going to see both versions. Well, yeah, but the, the one thing we, when you read the ones that he wasn't really a per, you know an active member of the KGC, they they really downplay or ignore his co-conspirators. A couple of them were very KGC, and then you also have you know Lincoln's ambassador to Spain, whose niece. Booth was sleeping with and it, it's very you know for yeah he was a very prominent actor at the time but this is uh, he he had a lot of access that someone of his 
stature shouldn't have had. Yeah, uh, and, and well, and the reason this is important is don't forget that this is still in the time frames where actors were still pretty well frowned upon. They they, yeah. weren't, they weren't held in the same regard that they are now because if you're looking at it from today's perspective, well, why wouldn't an actor have had access to the president? Because actors were lepers still back then, basically. Right, and but I mean, yeah, sure, he was an actor. He was well known at Ford's Theater, and he had he could have gone around. Yes, I get all that, and it, sure. But, I mean, in his access to society and his access to resources before and after the assassination. Um, so, I personally, my theory is that he was very deep in the KGC. So, j- just to get your take on it, do you think this was sanctioned or do you think this is basically oh, something I, that he decided to no, do on the, his own? This was, I, I, I don't think that it was, I mean... I don't think it was actually sanctioned. I think, it, but I don't think that he was entirely rogue either. It was kind of like, um, it's not. It wasn't the ideal outcome for the KGC. So obviously, it's not something they wanted. But it is their theory and practice. That, you know, the scorched earth. Yes, I'm going to go with yes. I'm, I'm conflicting on this one. Well, I don't I, believe that he was. I'm, I'm, I don't believe he wasn't KGC. I don't believe that it was the high the highest idea. But you know, a lot of times cells operate independent of the main. So, so, so this is my take on it. One, I don't believe that he wasn't a, an actual card-carrying member of the KGC. Uh, two, I don't necessarily believe that this was a sanctioned event, but I do believe it was a condoned event. If that makes sense. No, that perfectly. That's what I was trying to articulate. Thank you very much. So yeah, I don't necessarily know if the people at the top had every idea of what what exactly was going to happen. But because you're right, most of these secret societies operate in cells. I mean, it, the, the the whole. I mean, we're, we're seeing that in practice today with terror groups and everything else. This, this is basically this is nothing new. Um, these things right. basically operate in independent cells and they communicate with each other. So at some point, somebody at the top of whatever cell he was connected with probably said, "Hey, um, this might be a good idea," and then he said, "Hey, I think I'm your guy," and there you go. <laughs> And the thing is, I mean, when I talk about access again, he expected to get away from it, away with it. Yep, he did. So, you know, he he really thought he was going to be getting smuggled out of the area and probably would have had he not broken his ankle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, okay, so now we got to get into fucking Johnson. Um, Johnson bungled either through inaction or deliberate cause much of the reconstruction of the South. And in doing so, really aided the continued fostering of um, segregationism. Um, Just all of the racial animosity in the South. He did not... I mean, it's... Lincoln didn't... When Lincoln died, he really didn't have a solidified plan for reconstruction and after the war. Um... But, I mean, Johnson, what little was there, really fucked it up. Well, so first things, I'm going to steal one of your phrases. Embrace the power of and. Power of and, Um, (laughs) The other thing is, you have to realize that Johnson, doing what he did, basically reinforced a lot of the ideas 
that the South was trying to purvey into the North, that these people are never actually going to be able to be part of our society. So by him yeah, dragging, no yeah, by him dragging his heels, he basically was was basically starting to show to in his own mind anyway. By him dragging his heels, what he was doing was trying to prove to people, well, these people aren't like us. That they can't, they can't integrate. They won't integrate. And it, yeah, it, and while we need to bring them up to our level, we need to continue advancing ourselves so we are continually. You know, th- so there is no equality, as it were. And I mean, the thing about it is, and nobody talks about that, but those same ideas are still in play today. Just different. The soft bigotry of low expectations is. In- we're not doing politics. We're touching on politics, but we're not getting into politics. Well, I mean, and, the, but, and well, that wasn't necessarily my intent, but because because we are going to continue to progress this forward, this is just one of the points that I'm trying to make. These policies have never actually changed; they no, just changed they really how have. they implement them. Yeah, and it's so. But it was with his bungling of the Reconstruction that led to the Black Codes, which were basically slavery and everything but name. Yeah. Um, Poll taxes, segregation, all of it. Um, it allowed the southern states to, w- without. He was actually you know, really pushing for the southern states for their own autonomy. They're, he didn't want to have military control over it anymore, which, I mean, that would be the end goal, but at the way that he was pushing it, um, he really wanted the South to get back to the pre Civil War state in every way except for not having official slavery yeah i mean it was going to be more of a again not a sanctioned but condoned situation where basically the south was returned to its previous state and it was wink wink nudge nudge there's no more slavery but still yeah that's what they were looking for yeah i mean he held back the expansion of the freedmen's bureau um just yeah, it it well, and a lot of that. What didn't help a lot of it too was him and his cabinet and Congress all went to war against each other because the Congress really, really wanted to have Lincoln, <laughs> so they went they wanted to deal with Lincoln. They wanted they liked Lincoln's plan. They liked the way Lincoln did things, and and here they got somebody who wasn't Lincoln. And who, as we say, was KGC and everything but name. And uh, so they started putting up barriers that made, and this is getting into the overlying topic of everything. They put barriers in place to keep, to constrain him, but in doing so also bolstered not just the federal government at large, but Congress of itself. So that way he wouldn't be able to appoint one Supreme Court, just as much less two during his term. They just eliminated those seats. Weird. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> um, they made it impossible for him to replace Grant. And due to Grant's popularity in the South for the way that he made the way he was very respectful and magnanimous in treating Lee at the surrender of Appomattox and by winning the war and doing it in the way that he did. Um, he was very popular in the South and the North. Johnson hated that. and um, But Congress made sure they couldn't fire him. So Grant was basically the military governor of the South 
and could just make, tell Johnson to fuck off. He's like, yeah, you know what? I am a military man, and I have to follow your orders, but I will not take the ambassadorship. I will not let you ship me out of the uh, country. So. Well, so well, but, just as one distinctive point, because I think it's important, it's not really so much that Johnson hated that. He was he was envious, and there is a difference. Sure. No, and that's fair. That's fair. And, I mean, again, this is the time when, you know, Given Johnson's behavior at the inaug- at his inauguration, and it wasn't entirely his fault. He was nervous and had a little too much to drink. Um, but in order for the scandal to die down, um, him and Lincoln, you know, because the vice president wasn't really an integral part of the government at that time. It was just kind of like a you know lady in waiting kind of thing. So him and Lincoln didn't have a lot of time to talk either. And then Lincoln was assassinated not long after, and so he didn't. And, Fairness to Johnson, and I hate to do this because he was just a fucking dick. Um, he didn't really get briefed on Lincoln's plan. Well, I mean, to be fair, there wasn't much to brief him on. <laughs> no, that, that too. So, because I mean, because like like we had touched on earlier, Lincoln's primary ideas had kind of all fallen apart because he but he the, the the foundation didn't really stick. Um, so I I don't really know what Lincoln's plans would have been. I do know. That if the North hadn't won, the country would probably be much different. I don't necessarily know if it would be any better, um, but again, we probably wouldn't have the centralization that we have today. Which I think it's ironic because if you hadn't brought it up, I was going to. So I'm glad you did. Um, the the centralization started because of the Civil War, but it was cemented. Because of Congress not being able to stand Johnson. That's when they really started stripping power away from the executive branch. And like you had just touched on, it, they, they took away two Supreme Court seats because they didn't want to be, to be able to appoint those. They basically they did everything they could to basically put him in a box. Some of that stuff hasn't ever been taken away. Yeah, I mean, as, Ray, as Reagan said, there's nothing more... more- permanent than a temporary government solution and or a temporary government program and um yeah and and a lot of these as you say they are in place today and a lot of it just became it's like oh well that's just the way we've always done it no (laughs) and and yeah i mean okay so they're trying to box in kind of a dick and um a rogue element where have we heard that before um and uh so you can understand their fears, and you, a lot of people were much more open about what they wanted to do at that time, too. And Johnson kind of didn't make bones about the fact that he expected a lot more power than he had as president. So, again, you've got the, the war between two branches and the Supreme Court going, guys, just leave us out of it. Supreme Court's like, dude, we're just over here minding our business, leave us out. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, my name's Paul, that's between y'all. So anyway, but even his cabinet became hostile towards him too. And Johnson never actually left the I mean, again, tradition. Um Johnson never left the White House at all for fear that he would be arrested for impeachment if he ever it's like, you know <laughs> and he was impeached. I mean he's he survived impeachment, but uh he was the first president that was impeached. <laughs> I mean, we might as well just call it like it is. He was the first Trump if Trump was half of what they accused him of being. Right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but anyway. Uh, and then Trump has basically become that which he tried to fight, 
which is even more funny, yeah. but we'll get to that on another show. Uh, but, so anyway, you had one more fun bit you wanted to get to before we wrap up because we're down to about eight minutes. Yeah, okay, so bringing it in, so we have the botched reconstruction. We have KGC getting money out of the country, and then they're looking at it as like, hey, this is a time where we need to repatriate some of this money because of all the chaos that's going on during reconstruction. And we need more money um, because our piracy efforts off of California and everything, they, they have wound down. We don't have the material armed support that we had before. Enter Frank and Jesse James. <laughs> Two well-known members of the KGC. Uh, they were assisting the efforts of the KGC with train robbery, bank robbery, any, you know, just basic, you know, theft and larceny out in the West and rumored having, sending that money back home to mama. See, it's just funny though, because I grew up, you know, like, you know, with my dad watching like Bush and Sundance and and even, even movies about, you know, Frank and Jesse and nobody ever talked about their involvement with a secret society. (laughs) Because they were the plucky heroes, they were the underdogs. They were going against the men. No, okay, yeah, okay. Again, that's Hollywood's pervasiveness into making America look bad, just not realizing, like the Warrior Queen, they have found actual worse people to prop up as heroes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, well, it's just interesting to think about. I mean, this is like you know late late seventies at this point. No, I know. I mean, that was at the height of anti... Anyway. But yes, um, they were both outspoken pro-Confederates and known for their extremely violent behavior in their bank robberies and their train robberies. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, like, Quentin Tarantino levels of violence. And, um, yeah. So, that was... And a lot of that going on in Mexico, Central America, South America, and the Caribbean was helping to fund the anti-reconstruction efforts in the South. And this was believed to be the last gasp for the KGC. They just rebranded. And that is when we get to talk about moving into Wilson and World War One. Yep, yep, yep. Which is what we'll be hitting up next time we do this topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, that went quick, and I didn't think we were going to have enough. Kind I kind of rambled a bit. I blame it on the brandy and tea. Again, you didn't. You didn't ramble. You, you, okay. I felt rambly. You did fine. Okay. But this this is this is why this show works because it's like if it if it, if it's in my wheelhouse, I hit him with the facts, and then you expound and have fun with it. If it's in your wheelhouse, you hit him with the facts, and then I expound and have fun with it. It's why it works. Great. I'm a fan. Yeah, and that's, remember, we'll go back to the first where I said, oh, yeah, this show format's never been done with two people. It won't work. Uh-huh. Doubting Thomas. <laughs> oh, you know. So, history is not always what you think it is. And I know that we discussed that quite a bit. Again, one of my favorite episodes is the Patton assassination. Um. That, that we did. Which, believe it or not, we'll be kind of coming back around to that at some point. You know what's funny? Because we kind I of was listening to... to the re- I was listening to the replay of episode of one of this last night, 
and we had talked about the Patton assassination in that. And then it was at that moment when I said, you know, we got to revisit that one again. And that's what sent me down the rabbit hole that led us to the Plum Island episode. Uh-huh. But yeah, so, well, the, the whole thing is that sent you down one rabbit hole, but I've been down a rabbit hole now for months where I'm starting to what see does? all of these different connections of, you know, all these different assassinations that have happened that I'm like, oh, if you pull this little thread here, um, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fun times, fun times. It's a, and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a, but yeah, history is quite the web, ain't it? Well, I mean, and, and the funniest thing about history, and this is the part that, and I think this is honestly probably why they, they, they dumb it down when they do teach it, and then now once you hit a certain point, they just stop teaching it altogether. Because nobody wants to talk about the truth of history, because the truth of history is the people that are pulling the strings get to decide history. That's why all the loudest vocalist ones right now are erasing our history while we're watching them do it. And very, and the one thing is, I mean, we, our generation was guilty of this. Actually, it was the pre, the generations that taught us that we're guilty of us is, you know, it's finding heroes and role models and historical figures. There are no good guys in history. And that's just it. There really aren't. There are people, I mean, whether, whether you want to believe this or not, there were people that were doing what they thought they had to do at the time, and whoever won became the good guy. Right. There were no. There are no saints. You know, it's like we were just talking about how we were raised to, you know, hey Frank and Jesse James and Butch and Sundance, they're the good guys. You know, they're the hero. No, they aren't. I mean, they dude, really aren't. I mean, dude, Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde were actually revered. Let that sink yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one hero in history, D.B. Cooper. <laughs> I like that. We gotta, we gotta do a show on D.B. Cooper sometime. Hey, actually, that's not a bad idea. No, well, why don't we do that for the next one? I was gonna say that that uh, wouldn't okay. be that hard to throw together. We can do that in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Excellent. All right, and I've seen that recently that there's new evidence on D.B. Cooper too. So, or new um, information on D.B. Cooper. So, yeah, let's do that. So in two weeks, D.B. Cooper. Excellent. Woo-hoo. All right, so what do you got going on this week? Uh, this week I've got Wednesday with you on uh, Rick and Orty. Um, and then Friday night we got our big uh, KLRN um, holiday extravaganza, the Mickey Blowtorch production of It's a Wonderful Life. I love people on Twitter talking about i don't know why nobody does any original productions anymore first of all dude we do this for fun (laughs) and second of all anyway (laughs) there's no second of all yeah i mean it's yeah that was a weird threat and i looking into the guy's account i felt bad because his dog just died yesterday so i think he was just lashing out so yeah, I never actually looked at his account. I just basically said, "Shouldn't there? Aren't there some kids you should be yelling at to get off your lawn?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was weird. But you know, we got last year we got weird responses too when we were doing uh, uh, Christmas Carol, and uh, you know, it's like you guys aren't taking this seriously. Well, no, that's Duh. kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear our War of the Worlds? They're like, "Oh, this is just an amateur production." Yes, it is. That's, that's kind of the that's point, what's though. fun about it. 
Well, I mean, and the thing about it is, and it's like, it, you know, I, we had somebody that on the same thread that was like, I'm kind of jealous. I've done broadcasting for years and never gotten to do anything like this. And I'm like, hey, we are, or I was looking for one, more people. Just so you know, it's like B-movie meets off-off Broadway, though. <laughs> and that's why I'm stoked we got John Katz in it, too, because, I mean, he does, uh, he has a great YouTube channel. I've done an episode of, um his show with Mickey Blowtorch when we were talking about conspiracy stuff too. And I'm excited he's on board too because I don't know if he's ever done anything like it, but it's just fun. And that's what we're doing. We're here to have fun and make it fun for all the listeners too. It, yeah. They, we don't need to come up with it. We, we don't need to come up with our own Christmas sweater. Glenn Beck just did that, okay? Yeah. And I mean, at some point, maybe we will decide we want to do something original. But the whole point is right now we're just trying to get used to how this this part of it works because it's a completely different brand of radio. I mean, we're literally basically hearkening back to radio before there was TV. Sure. No, I mean, we're back. You know, it's when when we do these a little inside baseball, uh, we look to. Obviously, you know, like Orson Welles and Mercury Theater, but we also look at Lux Theater. There was a lot of these at the time that were doing this stuff. So, you know, it's like I think um, our Halloween production that we're doing that we were going to do this year that we have to punt until next year on that was a Lux Theater one. This is a uh, the one we're modeling this off of is Lux Theater that actually had Jamie Stewart and Donna Reed in it. Um, so, and that's and Jeff found the script for it and just you know it's. Like you said, going back to Radio of the 30s. And honestly, it was something that, that, that I've always wanted to do with, with part of the brand is to do that kind of stuff. Because, I, I mean, I've always, you know, I've always, I mean, it's a weird word, but it, it is actually a word. I've always been a radiophile. I, I, I love radio. Sure. I, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> random, and those of you that have listened for a while know this, but WKRP in Cincinnati got me hooked on radio. Because it, yeah, it was my first real experience with what I thought it was going to be like to be in radio. It ain't nothing like that. that actually, but... <laughs> and we talked about it. I was a broadcasting major my first year in college. And you know, to your point, too, when I was a kid, one of my favorite things to do was to go with my dad to swap meets because there was always a guy who had a box of cassette tapes that he had converted from reel to reel or whatever. It's like I had hundreds of minutes of cassette tapes of like the shadow and the green lantern old radio serials and lone ranger and just that was my that was my thing you know when i was a kid that was my you know those were my comic books i didn't get into comic books until later but when i was nine and ten listening to the old you know real ovaltine ads not the one that they made fun of in the christmas story but like real you know it was just—it was fantastic, and then just the magic of that time where you got to use your imagination. You didn't have it played out for you on TV or in a movie, and I loved that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and and kind of what made me want to get back to doing it again is I realized that in some ways it it was becoming a thing again. There was, and and I don't remember which book it was, but there was a Star Wars book that a friend of mine let me borrow. That was done as a book on tape, but they actually, it, it was a full production. So it was basically like an old school radio show. Sound effects, voice actors, all of the above. And that was probably one of the favorite Star Wars experiences I'd ever had. Because, again, I, I was familiar with the characters from the movies. All the voices were there. But at the same time, my imagination was where the screen was. So it, it was yeah, just... Yeah, filled in the gaps. It, it was just... 
it was probably one of the best experiences I had ever had with a Star Wars book. And that was that, and that was years ago. And I was like, man, I, I miss there being things like that. And and as soon as we started building, I mean, hell, when I very years ago, I floated the idea of you know at some point when we when we get enough people involved, I want to be able to do things like that. And then along comes Mickey a couple of years ago. I was like, hey, I want to do things like this. So I'm like, okay, right with it. <laughs> it's your baby. Do what you want. Yeah. No, it's great. I'm I'm a huge fan, but I'm looking forward to that. What anyway? What do you got going on this week? Uh, all the things. <laughs> so um, off Monday. Doing, yeah, everything. Yeah, off Monday. Uh, Stacy and I will be on for uh, whatever, as far as I know, Tuesday night. Then we'll be doing uh, off. I'll be doing off the rails on Wednesday night seven, producing for G at eight, and then uh, I believe it's the on week for me and Dan. The, and then I guess starting after the first of the year, we're gonna have to figure something out because the ladies of Red Wine want to do um, their show every week again. So I don't know if you guys just want to alternate or if you want to put ours to bed for a while since you've got. Since... No, 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 so no, 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 no. I, I, I don't know. I was gonna leave it up to YouTube. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll figure that out later. Um, and then it'll be me and you. And then I think I'm off Thursday, and then I'll be back. Friday night for the production, and then, because, mm-hmm. yeah, even I have a role. Woo-hoo. You got a few. I know, I haven't we seen, yeah, I mean, it usually happens, usually, I mean, those of us that aren't, like, the lead characters, we wind up taking on two, three, four parts, but that's fine. Um, this year, I'm going to, this year, I'm going to endeavor to make my voice a little bit different when I'm doing different characters, but we'll figure that part out. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. So, uh, part two of Secret Society Shaping America has come to a close, which is probably what the overall arching title of this series is going to be. Sure. Yeah. If we, you know, if if we had a, you know, if we did it on YouTube and we're doing it in, you know, playlists, that's what this would be. <sighs> you know, at some point. When we can figure out how to get you an animated thing that has your Amish hat on and it actually moves when we talk, at some point we might actually start doing YouTube videos. There is the possibility for that. I've seen uh, a couple of my tool accounts that I follow, um, like Tool Bears and shit like that. Uh, they they do that. So it's not unheard of. I will have to find out what they cost. Because, yeah, I mean, everybody's going to video at this point. I kind of feel like we're leaving things off the mark, at least in some of it. I mean, like the like the the production we're doing Friday. That that's always going to be old school audio only. But some of this stuff, I think, should should and could go to video. Like, cause on the the like the juxtapositions that we do UFO shit with, we could have so much fun on video. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, and I, I I've kind of been reluctant with that myself because I, I hate how I look in pictures, but at the same time I'm like, you know what? Nobody sees me the same way that I see me, so I might as well just put that to bed. There you go. Because that's the part, and you know I've had this conversation with people that don't do this kind of thing, um, because they're like, well, I don't know how you do that. I can't even stand the sound of my own voice. I said, you know what? I got it because because I can't either. But you know when I got over that? When I started, you know, meeting people that actually have won, like, awards for singing that can't stand their own voice either. I'm like, apparently we're all that way. So we might as well yeah, sing. nobody really likes their own voice. 
I'm like, dude, you've won a Grammy. Yeah, but I don't like how I sound. How? How? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so it's just one of those things where we're always our own worst critics. Um, mm-hmm. And we just have That's to figure true. out how to get past that. So that, and I mean, if, if our resident alien could do video, same. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we should probably get out of here because I haven't. Yeah, had, I'm getting punchy. I haven't had anything to drink yet tonight, and I want to fix that. <laughs> you should get on that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back Tuesday night. He'll be back Wednesday night. This is KLR Radio, and you've been listening to Juxtaposition. We'll see you when we see you. Bye. Hail Santa. Why is it never hail Rudolph? Rudolph is the reason the kids get presents, man. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.